Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now, now we will be doing the adventure Simple Choices. This is a follow-on from the adventure Dreams and Whispers where we acquired a wonderful, magical, marvellous, terrible, horrible, wonderful, brilliant, sucky cube, which currently, which currently is, is the hexahedron of perpetuity, and currently it boosts my melee rating by 12. However, this adventure will make it even more powerful. Somehow. I don't know what I don't know what the cube's doing that makes me stronger, but I'm stronger, so I don't I don't really care. As long as it doesn't say make me go on a puppy stabbing frenzy, I'll, I'll be okay with it. Regular stabbing frenzy, I might just let that slide. But puppy stabbing frenzy, I draw the line at that. It makes me stick out going on a puppy stabbing frenzy. I'm putting it right back in. I'm going to put him right back in. I'm going to hang him up in Twinned Keep. And he can just vibrate and whistle and do whatever it is that he does without me. But regular stabbing? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not puppy stabbing. I draw the line at puppy stabbing. Simple choices. Choices made and a path forged. Embark on this adventure. Twithic, nigh on midday. Shielding your eyes from the despotic midday sun, you step into the shadow of one of the monuments flanking the quadrangle and accidentally collide with an old man already lurking there. Confounded pestilence, he snarled, stumbling back against the base of the statue. Man to catch himself at the last moment. I might have taken a nasty tumble. Mind your step, Oath. The elderly man, his matted white beard caked with grime, does his best to straighten and smooth out the wags clinging to his gaunt flame, while fixing you with an accusing glare. A man of honour might seem fit to provide a tired and old hungry man with coin enough to scrounge. A good meal, he says in a pleading tone. I believe honour is the word to which you might turn your complete attention. Now, in this adventure, at the at the first stage, you get a whole you get six you get six choices in a row. And each of these choices has two options, and each option Leads to an entirely different, different path. So by so in this point, there are 64, 64 different ways that this that the first section could end. So what I've done now, while there is a mechanically optimal way to do that. And I'll do and I'll do that later while you're not looking. Looking. If you want to find what it is, go look at the wiki. Wiki. Instead, what I'm gonna do is I'm, I brought up this coin flipper app, this coin flipper thingy bob, or whatever. It's on random.org, where you can get all the random numbers you need. For various things. So you can just. So I can flip this coin. So I'm going to flip, flip the virtual coin. And it came up heads. So I'll take the first option. And give him some gold. 
You're about to hand over a gold token when the tall man clad in cloth, cloth and finery suddenly steps in front of you. The stranger, his thick dark hair tied into a single braid that nearly reaches his waist, curses at the old man and threatens to summon the guard. Scowling, the elderly beggar spits at the man's feet before scurrying out of the monument's shadow and disappearing across the, across the crowded square. Beggars are a scourge on this city, says the man, turning and nodding at you. You would do best not to encourage their antics. The hexakedron emits a series of sharp clicks. I can take issue with the man's interference or set off on my way. I shall flip a coin for this. It turned up head again, so I shall take issue with the man's interference. You boldly reprove the stranger to bandage to know what right he believes he has to interfere in the affairs of the others. The man, seemingly taken aback by your reaction, is about to speak when suddenly his eyes widen and a wagged gasp escapes from his mouth. Without a word, his hands clutching his left side, the man collapses into a heap on the ground and begins to shake. They found me! He wheezes through clenched teeth. His eyes shut tight. Take the ring! Don't let them have it! Take it from my finger! Got it! They are coming! Hurry! He thrusts his right hand up towards you, revealing an ornate stone wing placed on his finger. So I can decide I can take the wing or decide against it. Time to flip a coin again. It's tails. So I'm going to decide against it because this wing is probably super cursed. I decide against it. Ignoring the man's plea to take and protect the wing, you step back from him and cast your watchful gaze over, the, over your immediate surroundings. Suddenly, the man's mouth stretches open and he emits a final wagged gasp before, 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 before vanishing in a burst of blue sparkles. Oddly enough, oddly enough, no one standing nearby appears to have noticed the startling episode. It's at that past moment you become aware of a powerful, enticing aroma of freshly brewed payload drifting across the lane. Now I can follow the scent, or just head off in the opposite direction. My, my hexahedron quivers ominously. So I'm going to flip the coin again. I've got a head. Uh, I've got a head, so I'm going to follow the scent. Following the aroma of payload, you soon arrive outside the flushed lark, a small payload den, well respected for its bold, flavourful brew. Just as you're nearing the step, step ceiling up to the establishment's open door, a young man darts out of the den, cl- clutching a fell piece of paper. Taking immediate notice of you, he rushes over and hands you the wall paper. You're the man who ought to have that, he says, holy bowing before scrambling off along the lane. You unfurl the paper and discover it bears a crudely drawn map to some location deep in the, deep in the fo- forest to the east of Trithic. Your hexahedron seems to whisper something you can't quite hear. So I can follow the map to its marked location or just enter the paleo den. Flip again. It came up Taylor, but I came up tails. So I'm going to Paleo Den, and I'm throwing that map away because that—that's just how this scenario works. There's no and then. It's all—it's all old here. No going back. Yes. Nope. Once your choices are made, they're made. Discard the map. Enter the Paleo Den. You've been inside the flushed lark for only a few minutes when a young woman approaches and nervously hands you a small leather pouch. I've been told to give this to you, she says meekly, avoiding your curious gaze. Please, take it and go. I can just accept the pouch and leave, or I can question her. Let's flip another coin. It's tails, so I'm going to question her. You're questioning. Questioning seems to unset the warm woman, and she flashes you a disarming scowl. 
Here then, take a look at this one, she says, her eyes filling with tears as he tosses a queen cloth pouch at you. Reflectively, your hand shoots out and you snatch the pouch out of the air. There! At least I'm rid of that one, she exhausts, joyously clasping her hands. I'd rather you took the first one, but this one is enough. Thank you. May the old father bless and protect you. Or no further. The young woman bustles out of the paleo den and is gone. Suddenly, a powerful sense of disorientation washes, surges through you, leaving you reeling. With your next breath, everything goes black. For what might be considered a slice of eternity, the gloom keeping you in its frigid folds slowly deepens into those only darkness, cold, silent, unyielding, and terrifying. The hexahedron emits a series of soft, strange noises. Time stutters and slows as moments become hours. Hours stretch into days, and days moat into a slow, prodding procession of indistinct years. And yet, the void endures, unaffected by the sluggish flow of an entity outside of which it has always existed. An age or more passes as modelled troop years twist into all remarkable centuries, and the world world you knew crumbles into ruin long ago foretold, only to appear again in a time and place divorced from the tethering gasp, the tethering grasp of reality, and yet you remain suspended in icy darkness, perilously oblivious to all that, all that there is no more, blissfully ignorant of all that will never be, never again be. Your hexahedron quivers ominously. The hexahedron quivers, and your eyes suddenly open, revealing to you for the first time the vast roughness in which you're in which you're suspended. Your hexahedron in which it loses four flashes of red light. Your hexahedron emits a single flash of green light. Hexahedron discharges three flashes of blue light. Has it changed? Okay, now these flashes indicate the buffs that your that your hexahedron is acquiring. A red, a, red, a red flash is a buff to MR, a green flash is a buff to SP, and a blue flash is a buff, a buff, to, a buff to NV. So, yeah. If you, if you go through, if you go through that, if you take the exact white path through that series of scenarios, you can get four of each colour. As I say... If you want to find it out, either repeatedly play through this game, go through every scenario until you find it. I suggest quitting without saving. Without saving. We're able to read the, read the stories. They're a, lot, they're a lot of fun. Anyway, and please continue. Is this the one? The whispered voice, soft and feminine, seems to originate from no particular direction. Yes. He's the one, whispers a deeper masculine voice in reply, its origin similarly indistinct. The cube seems intact, whispers the first voice. Intact and content. The decree makes it clear we're to leave it be and send it back to its keeper. Yes, that much is certain. We're not to inter interrupt a stream devoid of aberration. The keeper is to go back. And the cube with him. Alright, what's all this about? You become aware of a small dot of white light stabbing through the void. The two voices continue to whisper, through their utterances are now little more than a garbled string of odd sounds, from which you can discern no meaning. The hexahedron quivers and a thousand simultaneous thoughts run through your mind, momentarily robbing you of your ability to focus. Determination gives way to despair, which twists itself into dim, dim hope, only to rapidly devolve into crippling doubt as your mind's turmoil quells, 
the white dot on the forehead of the vision suddenly expands, rapidly growing until it's completely consumed the darkness. For a fleeting instant, the hexahedron becomes white hot before rapidly cooling to its original state. The light that now surrounds you begins to peel away in broad stripes, revealing the deep gloom lurking behind its dazzling facade. Uh, as the darkness again swallows you, a soft, sinister voice slips into your mind, its lumbering candors immediately evoking a deep sense of dread. You have not chosen. You have been chosen. You will now bear that which you cannot hope to comprehend. What will you soon value more than the air filling your lungs? You all of what you never were, and nothing of what you could have been. Okay, that's weird. The gloom seems to deepen, and suddenly, without warning, the glowing image of a sword takes takes form directly in front of you. A split second later, the image of a shield shivers into view to the white of the sword. Both phantasmal items slow, slowly bob in the darkness before you. Their brilliant goes brazenly defying the oppressive darkness of the void. To which of these is your hand drawn in the moment of dire need? Issues the sinister voice and it says, What would decide, or what for you would be decided? Still struggling to make sense of what's happening, you instinctively reach towards one of the glowing images. Alright, I've got two choices, time for a coin flip. Yep, first one is heads, second one is tails. Got a heads, so I reach for the sword. As the fingertips brushing against the hovering image of brushing against the hovering image of the sword, it abruptly vanishes, and it once more plunged into deep frigid gloom. As your jumbled thoughts continue to untangle, returning to to you a modicum of clarity. A sinister voice once again slips into your mind. And how is it you truly see yourself, with all else removed, that it is now? Or is it that stares back at you when you dare peer at your reflection? The hexahedron quivers and hums. A handful of items to the odd query spin to mind. You feel compelled to respond and give the matter a moment's thought before replying. I could be an explorer conqueror, a hero, a warrior, or a protector. Now this looks like a choice that I would have to make. I'm going to make it random. And I set it up so the what number can be chosen for me. Okay, it's set up. I'm going to pick a random number. And it's one. I choose to be an explorer, apparently. Your response, delivered in a clear, resolute tone, is followed by a lengthy, unnerving silence. At last, the sinister voice returns, emerging from the deep recesses of your mind, propelled by grim echoes of discordant laughter. And when there is nothing left left unturned, nothing less to find, what will you then seek? Driven by the compulsion to answer this question, Open your mouth, only to find you are unable to speak. The hexahedron diffuses two flashes of red light. A whisper takes form in your mind, slipping through your thoughts like a sighing breeze, its words indistinct and its message fragmented. Suddenly, a deep, sinister voice replaces the whisper, its rumbling echoes elicting a powerful sense of primal fear. I know what this is, thunders the voice. Awake, there is no time for sleep. The light approaches, and you will again choose. The voice saw silent, the darkness around you. Round you deepens. Suddenly, a handful of colourful, translucent orbs appear before you, bobbing slowly in the frigid darkness. Their light awoke deviation from the all-encompassing gloom. Slowly, the urge to propel yourself towards one of the brightly coloured orbs becomes too strong to resist, and you find yourself swimming through the orb, steadily drawing closer to one of the spears. There was a green orb, 
a blue orb, a red orb, a white orb, and a yellow orb. There's five of them, so I'm going to use that thing I just set up. About, no, wait, wait. Uh, okay, uh, actually, I'm just going to keep clicking with my eyes closed. Alright, three. I pick the red orb. Claw your way through the inky void. You slim up to the red spear and reach out to touch it, only to have the strange orb dart aside, nimbly avoiding your outstretched hand. The spear image shimmers and instantly doubles size as it slowly retreats in the, into the gloom, for at last flickering out in the darkness. You suddenly note a bright red aura surrounds your white hand. After only a few moments, the glow about, about your hand suddenly fades. The hexahedron releases two flashes of red light. A fell chill passes over you as your eyes close and you sleep, slip into an unnatural slumber. For ages uncounted, you sleep undisturbed in the frigid gloom of the void outside the bounds of time. That coolest of conceptions that hold sway over the only reality you've ever known. Suddenly, the hexahedron quivers, its rude trembles foretelling the intimate and abrupt end of your indeterminable slumber. The darkness parts, and the thundering silence of the nothingness in which you remain suspended is shattered by the sound of. Your eyes fly open, and you sit bolt upright, unnerved to find yourself in unfamiliar surroundings no recollection of how it is you arrived here. Overhead, the dusky sky, a cloud-strewn canvas of sombre greys and deeper blue seems to fret and wane. Rising on wobbly legs, you survey the immediate vicinity, discover you are in the midst of a sprawling graveyard. All around you, simple headstones and cracked moss-covered moss monuments rise up out of the earth at odd angles creating an eerie vista. A winding dirt path runs through the cemetery and passes through a set of open iron gates, the only gap in the lodestone wall that surrounds the burial ground. Beyond the gate, the path runs up to join a larger road running to the south. Far off to the east, the dim, familiar echoes of several toiling groves bring you some measure of comfort Shown to be the curfew warning bells that toll throughout Twithick at dusk. Confident you'll be back inside the wall of the Gatherstone in time to beat the city's strictly enforced curfew, you promptly set off on your way. Suddenly, the sound of someone rushing up behind you sends your pulse racing. Drawing yourself into a defensive stance, you spin to face what you expect will be a be an intimate threat, only to find yourself confronted by a strange, bewildering sight. Teetering to a halt only a few yards away, his long Yankee frame draped in, in, in the folds of a shimmering red robe. Ooh, that's the colour of the orb I chose. Is a white-bearded man leaning on a tall wooden staff, a sparkling red gem fixed to the tip of the staff, emits a fierce glow. You move a bit too quickly for me to keep up, he says, screaming Seffy. Oh, to reclaim the vigour of youth. I suppose you understand what this is all about. Perhaps you have just an inkling. Please continue. Red-toed man raises his wooden staff and forcibly brings, brings the butt of the weapon down against the stony ground at your feet. Silver sparkles. He walks from the tip of the staff and weighing down around the curious figure, as his eyes adopt a cruel, almost enraged look. Fire and ash is where, the, is where it will all end. Let there be no mistake, he snarls, snuffling his feet in, stuff, snuff, shuffling his feet in what appears to be a makeshift dance. The time for bedating, that which insensibly encroaches is long past. You need only usher in flames and exult in the renewal. They will occasion... The hexahedron suddenly feels considerably lighter. Confused look crosses the old man's face, but suddenly twisting into a smile. You'll forgive me, I, I pray, he says. His entire form shimmers and begins to fade from blue. I was meant to impart a warning, not a lecture or a threat. I, 
I hope that it is how you, before uttering another word, he vanishes in a dazzling flare of silver light. He spends several minutes milling about, wondering, perhaps even expecting, the bearded web-bowed man, man to return, but he does not. At length, eager to put distant events behind you and return to Jithic in time to, to dodge the city's curfew, you prefer to set off on your way. Alright, your hexapedron grows noticeably warmer. The choices you've made to arrive at this point have permanently or have forever altered the hexahedron. At the conclusion of this adventure, the hexahedron will have the following increases applied to its bonuses. Plus 8 to melee rating, 1 cinema point and 3 naval reserve. The updated bonus totals provided by the hexahedron will be 20! Total to your melee rating, one to stamina points, and three to Neville Reserve. Suddenly, a curious notion presents itself, freezing your place only a second before you are about to embark on a relatively short trek. Will you take a will you step forward your left or right foot, or will you take a step back? Can you can. Take a step back and we make the choices. Okay, I'm going to do this a couple of times. Just a couple. Uh, I'm going to do that one, one, maybe two more times just so you can have a taste of the variety this, this, this adventure provides. You take a single step backward. Or immediately overwhelmed by a confusing muddle of thoughts and emotions. Feels as if invisible hands are, tug are tugging at your shoulders. Attempting to further the retreat began with one backward step. Alright, step back again to go back to the beginning. Step back again. As you next step back, your surroundings become a dizzying blur of light and shadow. Your hexahedron grows noticeably colder. Slowly, the world around you comes back into moments. But with a setting you find simultaneously familiar and strange. And I meet the old man again. Okay, do I give him gold or not? Time to flip the coin. Apparently, I just apologise to him. You're in the middle of offering sincere apologies to the old man when two city guardsmen suddenly step into view and confront the beggar. Scowling, the elderly man curses at the guards before scurrying out of the monument shadow and disappearing across the crowded square. As the guards depart, your eyes are drawn to something tumbling along the ground nearby. A small, grey feather. Enveloped in a faint bluish glow, skitters towards the edge of the bustling triangle. I can attempt to grab the feather or ignore it, while my hexahedron whispers something I can't quite bear, can't quite hear. Flip again. Tails, I'm going to ignore this feather. Turning your attention from the feather, you step, step out into the monument's shadow and Step out of the monument shadow and begin to make your way along the edge of the throng square. You've gone less than 50 yards when something small and dark streaks across your path, nearly passing over your feet. Glancing down, you're shocked to set eyes upon a jet black rat as it darts into a narrow alley, closely hugging the left side of the tight passage. You follow the rat into the alley. Or I can ignore it and continue on my way. Flip. Tells I'm going to ignore it and continue on my way. Ignoring the rat, you continue along the edge of the square and soon find yourself standing outside a small shop. Those windows stand wide open. Peering into a cluttered establishment, you discover that the numerous shelves lining its walls, heaped with all manner of curious baubles and trinkets, a worn sign affixed to the post weeds, the odd find. The sound of someone within humming a happy tune 
drifts out as you open, drifts out through the open door. I can enter the shop or continue on my way, while my hexahedron grows noticeably warmer. Flip again. Got tails. I'm going to continue on my way. You continue past the shop and ultimately exit the square via the eastern arch. Short while later, while passing near the city gates, held upon a trio of guards escorting a waving white-haired man direction of a nearby tower. The old man, apparently having been apprehended for stealing a merchant's wagon, valiantly professes his innocence amid a long, largely incoherent rant. As the guards grow closer to you, their unwilling charge turns and fixes you with a mournful stare, silently pleading with you to intervene on his behalf. So I can intervene, or just continue on my way. Flip time! I'm going to continue on my way. It's what the coin said. I'm a, I'm a bit Harvey Two-Faced, aren't I now? Avoiding the old man's gaze, you turn and set off on your way, eager to put the unpleasant sea behind you. As you pass alongside a line of wagons being inspected by, by a guardsman just inside the city gates, something streaks out at you from the direction of the caravan and lands at your feet. Looking down, you're surprised to find a black black cough pouch resting on your white foot. A quick glance in the direction in which the pouch was hurled reveals no sign of anyone about. My hexahedron emits a pale blue light. So I can take the pouch, or not. Or not, apparently. That's what the coin says. Leaving the pouch where it landed where it landed. You continue on your way and soon find yourself moving past a world-directed building, several of which show signs of having been recently ravaged by fire. As you're nearing the end of the world, a cloaked figure suddenly darts out of the alley between two charged structures and crosses your prats, thrusting against you and thrusting into your hand a leather pouch. Without pause, the mysterious figure scurries into the opposite side of the lane and disappears along an narrow alley. You're about to examine the pouch you've just been given, when a powerful sense of disorientation suddenly surges through you, leaving you reeling. With your next breath, everything goes black. Alright, yep. Uh, now, back back to the void. Yep. More time passes. Yeah, now centuries pass. Alright. The hexahedron quivers and your eyes suddenly open, bringing to you for the first time the vast nothingness in which you're suspended. Your hexahedron discharges four flashes of red light, three flashes of green light, and three flashes of blue light. That's quite nice. But there is a 444 option hidden somewhere. It's not the best option. Yeah, and it's those mysterious figures. We're not to interfere in a stream devoid of aberration. The keeper is to go back, and the cube with him. Alright. And that's the same as before. I'm floating in a void. There's a white dot. And it expands and fills things. You've seen that before. Now, sword or shield? Flip again. I reach for the shield this time. As your fingertips brush against the hovering image of a shield, it abruptly vanishes and you're once again plunged into a deep, frigid gloom. As your, as your jumbled thoughts continue to untangle, returning to your Running to your modicum of clarity, the sinister voice again slips into your mind. And how is it you truly see yourself with all those removed as he is now? What is it that stares back at you when you dare peer at your reflection? Your hexahedron emits a series of sharp clicks. A handful of answers to that odd query spring to your mind, and feeling compelled to respond. You give the matter a moment's thought before replying. 
a jester, a scholar, a traveller, a thief or a wanderer. Now I'm going to pick and run number between one and five. One. I am a gesture, apparently. Your response, given in a clear, resolute tone, is followed by a lengthy, unnerving silence. At last, the sinner's voice returns, emerging from the deep recesses of your mind, propelled by the dim echoes of discordant laughter. And when the laughter fades... When, when the deafening si silence assails you, to what then will you turn? Uh, new material. I'll turn to new material. That's what I'll do. I'll make up more jokes. Or maybe I'll get a J job. Driven by the compulsion to answer, you open your mouth only to find you're unable to speak. Hexamedron infuses a single flash of blue light. Oh, gestures of magic, apparently. The whisper takes form in your mind, slipping through your thoughts like a sighing breeze, its words indistinct and its message fragmented. Suddenly, a deep, sinister voice replaces the whisper, its rumbling echoes elicting a powerful sense of primal fear. You know what this is! Thunders a voice. Awake! There's no time for sleep! The light approaches, and you will again choose! The voice falls silent, and the darkness around you deepens. Suddenly, Hannibal, a colourful it's, it's the orbs again. It's those orbs. Pick the number, and four. Move towards the white orb. Clawing your way through the inky void, they swim up to the white spear. I reach out to touch it, only to have the strange orb dart to the side, nimbly avoiding your outstretched hand. The spear shimmers and instantly doubles in size as it slowly retreats into the gloom, before at last flickering out, out in the darkness. You suddenly note that the bright white orb surrounds your white hand. After only a few moments, the glow around your hand abruptly fades. Hexahedron releases two flashes blue light. A fell chill passes over you as your eyes close and you slip into an unnatural slumber. Yeah, and I sleep a lot. Time passes, the hexahedron brings me back. Your eyes fly open. You sit bolt upright, unnerved to find yourself in unfamiliar surroundings with no clear recollection as to how your wife dear. Overhead, the dusky sky, a trowel-strewed canvas of sombre greys and deeper blues seems to threaten way. Rising on wombly legs, you survey the scene and discover on a hilltop next to the collapsed remains of an ancient stone structure. The foot of a hill, running its way through the small boggy scrap of forest, a narrow path runs up to join a larger road that curves to the north. You recognise the ruins to be be those of Lampgate Tor, a watchtower in the forest, forest south in East Terrific, famous for having been destroyed centuries ago by a rampaging forest giant. The track leading down, down the slope to a twisting path below looks particularly treacherous, but taking great care with every step, you reach the bottom and pause to check your gear, confident you'll be back inside the walls of Angel. And as they time to beat the city's strictly enforced curfew, you promptly set off in your way. Suddenly, the sound of someone rushing up behind you sends your pulse racing, drawing yourself into a defensive stance. You spin to face what you expect will be an intimate threat, only to find yourself confronted by a strange, bewildering sight. Teetering to a halt only a few yards away, his long, lanky flame draped in the folds of a shimmering white robe is a white-bearded old man leaning on a tall wooden staff. A sparkling white jet is affixed to the tip of the staff to emits a fierce glow. Once again, the colour of the orb I chose. You move a bit too quickly for me to keep up. Oh, the figure of youth! I suppose you understand what this is all about. Perhaps you have just an inkling. Series. The white robed man raises his wooden staff and forcefully brings the butter's weapon down. 
with the stony ground at his feet. Silver sparkles erupt from the tip of his staff and rain down round the curious figure as your eyes adopt a misty, almost discoloured look. Ah, such resolution. Hopefully stoic until a wisely unforeseen end, he, he says, shuffling his feet in in what appears to be a makeshift dance. Firmly beliefs you don't yet understand, and music upon things beyond all comprehension. Warring what is here, what is obvious, what is what is to forever remain true. Thinks he emits a pale blue light. The confused look crosses the old man's face before suddenly twisting into a smile. You forgive me, I pray, he says, as an entire form shimmers and begins to fade from view. I meant to impart a warning, not a lecture or a threat. I hope that is how you... Yeah, and he disappears too. You spend seven weeks worrying about worlds and perhaps even expecting the, white, the bearded white robed man to return, but he does not. At length, eager to put the recent events behind you and return to terrific in time to dodge the city's curfew, fair to set off on your way. Okay, I've got... I've got four melee waiting, three stamina points, and six Neville Reserve. And six Neville Reserve added to the cube. Added to the cube for that series of choices. Now, I'm going to take a step back once again. And step back again, and there we are. There we are, back to the beginning. This will be our. This will be the final one through that I weed out. It's only a. It would only be a fraction of what this adventure ha has to show you, but I don't want. I don't. I don't want to spend. I don't want to completely wear my voice out. Oh, and it's that angry man again. Do I give him gold or? Oh, oh no! Oh no! No no! I lost my coins. I lost my coins. Ah, oh, gotta, gotta pause, gotta pause while I get back my coins. Alright, I got, got, got a coin back. It turned up tails, so I apologise to him. Yeah, I've said that before. So, do I grab, grab the feather or not? Flip again. I've got a head, so i got to attempt to grab the feather. Reach out to grab the feather as it blows past your feet. The glowing plume narrowly evades your grasps, skittering, skittering by just beyond your reach. Unwilling to abandon the effort, you chase after the feather, which continues its tumbling journey into the crowded square. Alright, I've got to pick a number. Bonus 40. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Success is 60 or more. Let's see what happens. Success! You dodge past a handful of people moving near the edge of the quadrangle and limberly snatch up the feather just as it seems to poise to drift skyward. The instant your fingers close around the glowing plume, a powerful sense of rejuvenation surges through your body. Momentarily disorientated, you stagger to your left, still clutching your, still clutching the feather. Now that, now that's random choice. That random pit counted as one of the choices. So I can either drop the feather or continue to clutch the heaven. Clutch the feather. Flip time. Tails. I continue to clutch the feather. You tighten. Tighten your grip on the feather and a brilliant flash of white light dazzles your eyes. Momentarily exploring your surroundings behind a weaving blue haze. As, as the world around you so comes back and throws you to give a start the scene that surrounds you. You're standing on a circular wooden platform amidst a rolling bank of clouds, surrounded by a large number of winged bird-like humanoids, their white feathers fluttering in the wind. The apparent leader, a fierce, black-billed creature wielding a flint-tipped spear, hops forward and angrily chirps at you, motioning with it to the towards the feather still clutched in your hands. The other avian brownie preachers, brandishing similar spears, edge closer to you. Hex on trips ever so slightly. 
so I can drop the feather or continue to clutch the feather. Coin flip. Head. Heads. I drop the feather. The instant you drop the feather, the spear-weeding birdman lowers his weapon and relaxes his rigid stance, chirping melodically. He steps closer and presents to you a grey cloth pouch, holding it out as if he desires for you to take it. The other avians take a step back, their dark eyes focused on you. I can accept the pouch, or I can decline the pouch. Heads or tails, flip again. I accept the pouch. As you take possession of the grey cloth pouch, a chorus of excited chirping rises up from the gathered avians. The leader of these birds, folks, Burhoe, squares himself up with you and bows deeply before turning and striding up to the edge of the circular wooden platform. With an ear-piercing squeak, the spear-wielding leader leaps from the platform and gracefully surges down through one by through the rolling clouds. One by one, the other avians follow his lead. Suddenly, a powerful sense of disorientation washes over you, leaving you reeling. Before you draw on your next breath, everything goes black. Please continue. Okay, back in the void. More void, more void. Alright, so here's what you get. Two flashes of red light, four flashes of green light, and a single flash of blue light. Please continue. And these people, there's these people mysteriously talking about me. I see a white, the white, white glow appears. Um, and now, do I, now back to the sword or shield choice. I'm going to flip a coin. Heads, I pick a sword. As, yeah, as your fingertips brush against the horny image of a sword, properly vanishes, and you once again find yourself plunked into a deep, frigid gloom. Alright, now asking, who am I? Explorer, conqueror, hero, warrior, protector. Alright, we're going to pick a number between 1 and 5. Picks 1. Alright, we've already done Explorer, so let, let's do it again. 4. A warrior. Response delivered in a clear, resolute tone. It's followed by a lengthy, unnerving silence. At last, the sinister voice returns, emerging from a deep recess in your mind, propelled by grim echoes of discordant laughter. And when there is nothing left to fight, nothing that dares stand before you, what then will command your ire? Jithan got the compulsion to answer the question. Open your mouth, only to find that you're unable to speak. Single flash of green light. That's not very much. Only one flash. You know what this is, thunders a voice. Awake. There's no time for sleep. The light approaches and you will again choose. Now i got to choose these orbs. The green, blue, red, white and yellow orbs. Flip. Four. Well, we've already done, that's a white orb. We've already done the white orb. Let's see. Flip again. Yellow orb. Yep. Uh, it doubles in size, and now I have a yellow orb in my hand. Not much difference. Through only a few moments, the glow around your hand abruptly fades. You've got a flash in each, each of the colours. Natural summer. Time passes. Uh, so far, okay, look at the sky. Why is it on your wobbly way? You survey immediate vicinity. Discover you on a patch of solid ground at the edge of a dark, broad, dark pool of muck, out of the centre of which stretches up a massive stone hand. The sculptured hand, large enough to hold several people in its broad palm, is turned upwards, its thick, moss-covered fingers sprayed wise. You recognise the hand to be a lost wanderer. A legendary sculpture in a boggy patch. Many believe the giant hand is the last piece, towering statue that long ago sank into the oozing morass. A swimming path 
A winding path snakes its way through the bog to the east, where it climbs a small wise and wises up at the stop, the swamp. Confident you'll be back, back within the walls of the Alderstone in time to beat the city's strictly enforced curfew, you've probably set off on your way. Suddenly. Oh, it's another man. This one, the yellow robe, yellow staff, uh, uh, yellow general staff. The yellow beard man raises his wooden staff and forcefully brings the body to his weapon. It's face. Silver sparkles are wet from the tip of his staff, and weighing down around the curious figure as his eyes adopt a leering, almost sinister look. Shadows sliver and groom stirs. The darkness gathers on the doorstep, he says, softening his feet in what appears to be a makeshift us. Incredulous that you refuse to fear what has long since earned the right to exalt your discomposure, douse your light and welcome its bane. Oh, you forgive me, I swear, he says. You see me for I only meant to follow all, but not a threat or a threat. Oh, that is how you... And then he vanishes. And I wait for him to come back, but he doesn't. Make my way around. This time I got three melee waiting. Three, three, six stamina points. And two Neville Reserve for my choices. Okay, that. Okay, now I'm gonna end end this quest. You know? Now, now I gotta go left foot or right foot. Well, this looks like a coin flipping time. Flip and okay, I got tail, so that should be my right foot. With only the slightest show of ceremony, you step forward with your right foot. And begin what will ultimately be an uneventful trek. So terrific. You arrive at the gates. You arrive at the gates of Trific shortly before dawn. Just as an ominous but familiar chorus of bells. It's warning of the intimate curfew have begun to toll through the Adderstone. Be alright if you don't tarry, says the guardsman. Nodding as you use passing to see. Find your way now. Off with you. Eager to avoid running afoul of the curfew, you promptly make your way through the deserted streets of the Witherport, and soon find yourself drawing up to the front door of a tavern known as the Eastwood Destria. After giving your the place of discriminating what's over, you make your way inside, where the din of merriment, the clank, clank of tagcards, and a dancing glow of a frolicking fire serve to immediately lift your mood. Hexahedron quivers silently. I got 512 XP to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Now, that is not the. I won't be saving my game this time. Instead, I will be quitting and then I'll be getting the, getting the choices that I want a bit later. Uh, where you. Don't have to, where you're not, won't be hearing me doing that. So, yep, yep, quit now. And uh, we're done for now. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.